in our heads, we think that we've stated something that we need, you know, expressed a need or whatever it is with perfect clarity. But to the other person, it might be about as clear as mud. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we are going to be talking about one of the topics that I get asked about the most often, which is communication. And more specifically, this whole idea around digging into what's underneath the the surface level shit that always comes to the top. (laughs) So we're really getting into the entire idea of emotional translation because emotional translation is communication except with the understanding that it's not about what you say so much as what the other person hears. So I want you to think about it this way. Every single one of us filters everything from how we view the world to the way others speak to us through our own unique filter. And that filter is made up from our own personal history, stories, patterns, Uh, cultural beliefs, societal norms, childhood trauma, biases, all of the things. This is why every single human that you come into contact with is as unique as, as their fingerprint, even more so, in fact, because there's so many different aspects and layers that impact who we become and the lens with which we view the world. This shapes all communication, all of it. And again, this doesn't matter whether we're talking about like your partner or your boss or your friend or your a stranger on the street or your barber. It doesn't matter. Who, whoever you are speaking to, we are always having this experience of emotional translation, whether we realize it or not, because when we are communicating with people, because we all are coming to the table with this huge long list of different things that impact the way we show up in the world and our own personal filter. So basically, as soon as we open our mouths to speak to another human, shit can get complicated real fast. (laughs) So the key factor here is the translation part. Because translating doesn't just mean speaking in a way that you demand everyone else understand. It would be like going to another country where the no English is you only speak English and no one in that country speaks English. Okay. So let's say, I don't know, Spanish. Okay. So they only speak Spanish. You only speak English. And when you are having that conversation, then you decide that if you shout loudly enough, the other person will magically understand the words coming out of your mouth rather than putting in any effort to learn the words that they speak. Right? Like, 
if 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 there was that much of of a language barrier, what are you going to do? Just shout louder at them to make them try and understand and vice versa? No. <laughs> that isn't going to work very well. <laughs> and tempers are going to rise. It's it's going to be a whole situation very quickly. Things are going to escalate. So, what do we do? We I don't know, pull a Google Translate or uh, use hand gestures or make an effort to understand them without expecting them to just understand you. And according to Esther Perel, she talks about something called relational intelligence. And I, I love this so much. She describes relational intelligence as the ability to hold multiple perspectives, multiple ways of viewing something at the same time, and to be able to tap into nuance and ambiguity. You all know how I feel about nuance. So there's that. Uh, this is also via Esther. This, and she pulled this from couples therapy researcher Howard Markman. And he he's done research around what is at the core of arguments that we typically have in our relationships. And because, as we know, <laughs> the content of an argument is rarely ever what we're actually fighting over. <laughs> so he's found that people fight over three things primarily. Number one, power and control. Number two, trust and closeness. And number three, respect and recognition and integrity. Usually those are the three main areas that are at the, the base level of every argument that you have in a relationship. When you really dig into it and you, you cut away all the bullshit, when you get down to the core issue, I even did a podcast episode a while back. I'll reference it in the show notes about an actual question that you can ask yourself or your partner when you are, or, or a friend, you know, we, again, this can apply to any relationship, but especially in romantic relationships. The question is when you're in some sort of argument or disagreement, what's the unmet need right now? What's the unmet need right now? And, and ask yourself this question as well. It's not only about going outwardly, ask yourself this question. Like what, what is my unmet need right now? Because somebody else can't read your mind. So you have to be able to figure that out for yourself so, so that you can then communicate it so that your need might actually get met. Right? This is part of building relational intelligence. And this is part of learning how to have emotional, how to create emotional translation. So here's an example of, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to give you a specific example here. So... If you and your partner are looking at the definition of a committed long-term romantic relationship, everyone has a varied definition on what this means, both across individuals as well as across cultures. If you talk to any human on the globe, they're probably going to have at least a slightly different definition, definition of what a committed long-term romantic relationship means means like what that truly means not just slapping the label of of marriage or monogamy on it or whatever it's it's about so much more than that and and the really individual factors that we often don't consider so things like closeness and solace um what you would do together how it would change your finances communication like how often what level of communication what are the best ways to communicate with each other living arrangements uh, how one defines fidelity to the relationship that is one I often refer people to I'm like you need to ask people what their definition of fidelity and what their definition of infidelity is 
And also things about the way each of you approach intimacy. Like I could go on all day about the number of, of things that that we need to ask because we could have very different definitions of all of these different things. Even a question, if you if you are not yet in, well, I mean, you, you could ask this of a current partner too, but I hope you get the correct answer. <laughs> um, but if you are looking to get into a relationship with somebody, one of the other questions that I often recommend is asking them, is there anyone who thinks that they are in a relationship with you? And to further that, before you get involved with them, I mean, again, hopefully, <laughs> but you you can whip this question out at any time. <laughs> um, asking about that, and is there anyone who you are in a relationship with, like financially or um, physically, emotionally, like all these different angles, right? So we need to look at all these different ways and, and to really, and again, this is just one example, but something just as simple as the definition of a committed long-term romantic relationship, every person will have a slightly different definition of what that is. So for any relationship to thrive, you need to learn how to speak the language of another. And it's going to be different than how you're used to showing up. But here's the good news. This is a 100% learnable skill. 100% learnable. Anyone can learn this. This is not like some magical uh, fairy dust sprinkled download that <laughs> that only special people get. <laughs> Every single one of us is capable of developing these skills. No, no one is just born knowing how to do this. When we look at people who who communicate really well and and um, have a lot of relational intelligence. Sure, some of it may be a little bit innate, just in terms of the way that they uh, maybe relate socially to people and and the ease with which social situations come to them. Sometimes that can have that can be uh, some innate traits, but overall, all of these things are learned. They're learned, and that's the good news, right? So when it comes to communication and learning to become an emotional translator, here are my top two tips. Number one. Curiously seek to understand the other human. That's it. Like, th- th- that's all of, of my first point is just approach other people with curiosity. And I, I've done entire podcast episodes on this, like ask questions, actively listen, um, give them space to, to expand on their answer like really engage with them, give them your full presence. There, there's so many ways that we can engage with curiosity and curiosity is available to any of us. So curiously seek to understand the other human. Number two is to be direct. Now, <laughs> I, I have I have asterisks on this one, okay? We sometimes have a way of kind of beating around the bush, uh, often uninten- unintentionally, <laughs> And we sort of say one thing, but we mean another. And sometimes it's because we don't want to hurt feelings. So we try to soften the blow or uh, sugarcoat things in a really significant way. There, there's, bear with me because I, I, have, I have a lot of nuance to add to this one. But there's a difference between showing kindness and not even actually saying the thing we're really trying to say. So I will always, always talk about the fact that honesty needs to be delivered with kindness and compassion. 
I'm the first person to talk about how necessary to, to stand by the fact that, that honesty is so necessary and honesty can, can be delivered in a really cruel way sometimes too. Like I am a very direct person, but I always try. Do I always get this right? No, (laughs) definitely not. But I always try to deliver it with, to deliver honesty with kindness and compassion. Um, I can be a little bit blunt sometimes uh, to the point where it has hurt people's feelings before. And I always have to be really conscious about that to to always make sure that I'm delivering things with, with compassion. I've gotten way better at it, but there are absolutely still moments where I can be a little bit blunt. So I have to really manage that for myself um, because I am incredibly honest and very genuine, but there, that doesn't excuse delivering an honest statement in a direct way without compassion. But sometimes we can, we can be honest, but we maybe go a little bit too far the other direction. We, we can sugarcoat it so much that the other person might not even be able to read between the lines of whatever it is you're trying to say and to not even really get it because we're using like flowery language and, you know, like all of this stuff is such a fine line. And I don't have like an exact guide to give you on this because it's always going to vary depending on context and um, the, the, the type of emotional translation that you are needing to do with the other person with curiosity, all of these things. But sometimes we can also, things can get lost in this translation because it's sort of, we, in our heads, we think that we've stated something that we need, you know, expressed a need or whatever it is with perfect clarity, but to the other person, it might be about as clear as mud. So, Learning to be direct with kindness and compassion is a skill that can be honed and developed, and it's a gift to both you and the person that you're trying to communicate with. Capiche? <laughs> Does this make sense? <laughs> so this, I mean, ultimately, we, we all just want to know that we matter. We all want to know that we matter. We want to feel understood. We want to feel seen and heard, and we want to feel like we belong. So I'm going to leave you with a couple questions on this one. One is, what is a relationship story that you've been telling yourself? Like, have you been running around telling yourself, like, well, no one understands me. No one can meet me where I'm at. I don't feel seen. Um, My needs are not being met, whatever that is. Like, you know, like, don't just call it needs, like get specific on whatever the need is. Um, I'm just like making broader statements here. But what, what's a relationship story that you're telling yourself? Really dig into that and ask yourself, is that, is that actually true? Is that actually true? And what is the story that you would like to replace it with? So even if you feel that the story you want to replace it with isn't maybe true yet, it'll probably never end up being true if you just, if you get, allow yourself to get stuck in feeling like the story that, and the belief that you're holding is the only way to see the world. That is really going to hold you back in a lot of ways. And again, I'm going to direct you towards curiosity here. Get curious. When, when you feel like that, when, when you notice a particular story coming up, even notice how it feels in your body. So when you think about a certain belief, try to actually take a moment 
to do a body scan and see how that feels in your body. So when you think that particular thought that, you know, no one understands me, I, again, I'm just using this as an example, but no one ever understands me. Does, you know, maybe your stomach feels clenched? Um, do you have like a tightness in your chest with that? Does your breathing change? Does your heart rate change? Um, do you just kind of tense up a little bit like all over? Um, and, and if there's a totally different belief that you hold, does your body actually soften and relax into that because it feels really good to you? So ask, ask yourself these questions a little bit, challenge yourself. I've also got my free guide as well, uh, called where do we begin? Um, it's a totally free 15 page guide all about the foundational work about changing how you approach relationships, including and starting with the one with yourself, because if you've been around here long enough, you know that that is the one I always stand by this. That is the one that impacts all of the others in such a significant way. So you can go grab that. It's over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or you can find it in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. Um, tell me tell me how this one goes. Like, what did this bring up for you? How How is this maybe going to shift the way that you approach communication and relationships going forward? Is there a particular story that you realized that you're hanging on to after thinking about this? Um, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram or shoot me an email at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. Can't wait to hear from you. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me your time and your energy. I am just always so grateful. I appreciate you and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.